Welcome to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. To contact Dr. Danny and learn more about the ministry, visit drdanny.live. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience the good life today. Danny Yamashiro here. Welcome to The Good Life, encouraging you with inspirational stories to share with family and friends through perspectives of hope in Jesus Christ. What does it feel like to go from being an intern to an owner of a sports team? How powerful are the words, you're going to walk today? How does a professional baseball team in New Hampshire help save lives of America's servicemen and women? This is the story of Rick Brenner, whose life is an inspirational message. God created him with gifts of vision, action, and a keen sense of people's needs. Clawing back recently from a devastating circumstance reminds us of resurrection hope. We pause here to begin our program as we typically do to remind you that we have this show to share how the love of Jesus makes a difference in the lives of people. I'm talking about the love of Jesus so strong that he died on the cross for your sins and mine. He was buried and rose again on the third day, offering God's hope. Rick Brenner is the managing member, CEO of the New Hampshire Fisher Cats the double-A affiliate of the Toronto Blue Jays. He came to New England from New Jersey for his Bachelor of Science degree at Plymouth State University. His master's in sports administration is from Ohio University. Rick, welcome to our show. Thank you so much for having me, Danny. I appreciate your time, and I appreciate everybody's time for listening. Thank you. I mentioned that you grew up in New Jersey Tell us more. Where in New Jersey did you grow up? I grew up, I actually started my career there too. I, uh, I grew up in a town called Pennington, New Jersey, which at the time when I was younger, uh, it still is, but to an extent, it's gotten more populated now. But at the time when I was younger, it was very much farm country. And I grew up on a, uh, on a farm uh, doing lots of things like baling hay and cleaning stalls and things like that and learning lots of wonderful values from my father and mother and my sisters, including our, our love for, for Christ from day one. So, You mentioned your parents. Um, who would you say influenced you most in your growing up years? I would say they did, for sure, both of them, uh, in, in very different, different but similar ways. Both were, um, uh, my father has passed now for about 13 years. My mother's elderly, but still doing okay. Uh, and, um, you know, just thank you to them and for instilling uh, hard work, character, and values in me my whole life, including a lot of those found in the Bible. So um, really appreciate, you know, there's, as a father now of three, uh, there's really no way to be a perfect parent. There's just only a way to be a parent. So um, I was very blessed and very lucky to have uh, two wonderful people in my life that really did everything they could to be as good as they could be for me. You know, there are, are often children. The other day I was driving by 
one of the streets here in Boston and I saw a, a couple kids on the sidewalk selling drinks. You know, there's young people that are always up and about thinking creatively about what they can do, how they can serve others. How do those types of young people relate to you in terms of your childhood? Well, I was always, before we moved to the horse farm, we lived in a neighborhood and um, I was the kid that put up signs around the neighborhood and had a haunted house or a play or had a lem- the lemonade stand. Um, my ethics are far better than they were when I was four, but my dad used to laugh at me as a as a four-year-old. I When we moved into a new house there, I, I went around the neighborhood and sold old magazines to the neighbors and uh, proclaiming my father was struggling with his job and needed help and that wasn't the case. Uh, so I was uh, less than ethical uh, in my approach, but nonetheless, I was aggressively trying to find a way to do it. Uh, and, you know, today I'm very proud to have much, much different value system and ethics than, uh, you know, as a all, all kids go through their phases. But um, uh, that was always, always me trying to find a way to put something together and, and entertain others. Owner of New Hampshire Fisher Cats, did you... Did you have a love of sports from an early age or did that did that sort of rise up later on in life? I always loved sports. Uh, I played sports growing up and in college. But by the time I got to pick a career time back when I went to college, you know, they, if you were interested in sports, they taught you how to be a PE teacher uh, because they really didn't have sports management like they do today. Um, so, um, I really had no idea the type of career, career at all that I ended up in, uh, was even a thing when I, even when I graduated, I, I had no idea. I just got lucky that a, a wonderful man, um, who I met at a high school alumni function, uh, suggested I try minor league baseball and, uh, helped me find an interview and a way in the door. And I was willing to take an internship and just got started. What lessons? But I really had I had no idea. What lessons did you learn early on from that that first crack in the door, as it were, to enter into minor league baseball? Well, you know, Danny, I, th- I think the the where where I've gotten to, of course, you know, thirty years later, uh, is you know, it's really a lesson of faith, right? Like anything is. Um, and I, I kind of compare it to, I had a really, uh, a friend of mine that's a pastor that shared this with me and it really stuck with me. What is faith, right? Is it just believing in something or is it really, you know, putting your heart and soul behind what you're believing, right? So the the analogy is we all drive down the highway at night, right? And our headlights only reach so far, but somehow somewhere we all have the faith that there's a road there and we go 80 or 70 or 65 miles an hour, whatever the speed limit is into that darkness, only seeing so much ahead of us. And that really is the story of life, right? So did I know that I would, you know, find a career that would be, you know, give me the ability to make an impact in so many lives and touch so many people and have so much fun uh, and do well really by doing good. I had no idea, but I, you know, I knew I liked putting on events and I liked uh, working with people. And so, um, you know, I, I hopped on that highway and it's really been a, a great ride. Take us back to your 
your Christian roots. Your parents, you said you ra- they raised you in a Christian environment. There's a stability there. Tell us more about your parents and maybe even your your grandparents and and so on as far as their Christian background. Yeah, my father grew up. Uh, he lost his father at a very early age to something you know that modern medicine could cure today, but couldn't then. And um, he uh, he uh, his father was a, a a pastor in the Methodist Church, and they lived in the at that time the house that was attached to the church and his mother did it and his sisters did a lot of volunteer work and things and uh as a young boy that's where he grew up and and uh uh having lost his father in that way he really as a, as a you look at it you hear it throughout your life and you don't realize it but you look at it in hindsight and i say well he pursued a career in in the medical industry uh and then in inventing and creating drugs and, and running companies around big pharma and pharma. And ultimately I think a lot of that came from his heart, you know, something that obviously would be painful to any child, uh, losing, being two years old and losing your father. And he devoted his life to helping others in that way. And, um, me as a child, um, I was, uh, a member of the church at an early age confirmed at the church, baptized all those good things. As an adult, I've, I've, have accepted Christ again and been rebaptized because I wanted to reaffirm it and um, really just uh, live my life by that character and moral code that was a part of everything we did. You know, sometimes it would be, why do we have to do this dad? And he, and he or mom would say, because that's how we do it. Well, nobody else is doing it. Well, we, we want to be, you know, uh, we want to be who we are, not who they are. And, and it's okay that they don't, but, at the same time, we, we, for us and our values, we need to. Uh, it could be something as simple as, you know, I can remember, uh, you know, we were kids that wore collared shirts to church and collared shirts to school. And it's, you know, as a kid, well, everybody else is wearing T-shirts. And it was just, no, we're going we're gonna to look presentable and give respect to our teachers and others. And, and that's how we're going to live our lives. And um, those lessons and values have very much carried through, uh, all the way through. And, I've seen him come alive in my oldest as he's finding out what kind of man he's going to turn into from a young man. And uh, we raise our two children that way now as well, our other two, cho- our other two children that way. And, and I have to say, having recently, as you pointed out, and I don't mind sharing, survived a, a massive stroke that left me, you know, three millimeters from dead and unable. Well, I am able, so I shouldn't say unable, but at the time I was unable to walk or move one side of my body and, those things are coming back and I'm walking with a cane. I'm driving a car, doing all the things I did before, just a whole lot slower. Rick, and let, had a couple of good. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, let, let's come back to that because when we come back from this quick break, I want you to unpack what you experienced, okay. when it all happened and what that has been like for you. Someone today listening may be surprised just by hearing your voice, but when you start describing what you went through, it's going to touch someone in a very deep way, something that they need to hear, something really that in, in one way or another we all need to hear because it'll encourage us and enrich us in uh, unique ways. You're listening to Rick Brenner. He is the 
the manager, managing member, CEO of the New Hampshire Fisher Cats. You can find out more of the New Hampshire Fisher Cats. It's the AA affiliate of the Toronto Blue Jays. MILB.com forward slash New Dash Hampshire. More from Rick Brenner sharing, well, heart to heart with you, dear friend, when we come back. Stay with us. Wandering the road of desperate life, aimlessly beneath the barren sky. Leave it to me. James 3.13 says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is brought to you by generous sponsors. Thank you to Coach Dino Babers and Mrs. Susan Babers, Mr. Edmund Jung and Mrs. May Jung, Mr. Rodney Arias Sr., A1A Electrician, Cedar Assembly of God, and the Thursday Men's Breakfast, Boston. If you, your business, or your church would like to support The Good Life with Dr. Danny, please visit drdanny.live. Join our partnership team. That's drdanny.live. Thank you. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience The Good Life At the dawn of the 21st century, New Hampshire, or the Granite State, the first colony to secede from England and home of the first public library, did not have its own professional baseball team. That all changed in 2004 at Gill Stadium, home of the New Hampshire Fisher Cats, AA affiliate of the Toronto Blue Jays. By 2010, the two millionth fan came through the turnstiles. Today, the New Hampshire Fisher Cats remain steadfast in their commitment to the Granite State. Rick Brenner, the managing member and CEO, joins us today. If you're tuning in right now, maybe caught the tail end of that last segment. You can find this program in its entirety at drdanny.live. The podcasts are available for you. And to find out more about the New Hampshire Fisher Cats, milb.com forward slash new dash Hampshire. Rick Brenner, at the top of your game, facilitating the dreams of players. What happened less than six months ago? Well, Danny, very unfortunate. I, I literally went to bed like I always do, uh, got up in the night like I always do, and then woke up in the morning and fell into a wall. I was, at the time, 100% paralyzed on the uh, left side of my body. I couldn't move my leg. I couldn't move my arm. Um, and uh, upon diagnosis, I uh, was told I had an ischemic stroke, a massive stroke in my brain. Uh, they have been unable to determine any cause or any reason why it happened. Um, there were no pre-indications, no family histories, nothing that came up in the tests. Uh, so I um, 
but I laid, you know, nonetheless, I laid in a hospital bed and was asked to move a limb that I just stared at. It didn't move. Um, and, um, I was really, uh, really up to me and up to the Lord to find my way back. And, uh, now I'm driving a car. I'm, uh, you know, uh, walking with a cane and a brace and, I'm going to rehab every day for my left shoulder and my hand is coming back, but I still endure a lot of pain when I do certain movements, but for the most part, it's back and uh, I'm pretty much able to able to do all the things I did before, just a lot slower. I never, never lost my brain, my think, my cognitive or my speech, but, uh, and I appear normal on the, on the outside, but, um, and I am normal. Quite honestly, I just am a little disabled as a result. And uh, the, the blessing, it really is, you know, there's two ways to look at it. You can look at it as a moment in life that why did this happen to me? Or you can look at it as a moment in life as a blessing. And so the blessing, as I call it, is, um, you know, I've been fortunate to have a, wife, a wonderful wife and wonderful children that have all done things that they should never have to have to do in their lives for their father. Uh, and, uh, for a man who was told by the doctors that he was three millimeters away in my brain from being dead or Mm. comatose, Mm. uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm living my life and, uh, and learning to teach my children and and those around me new things, not, not can't teach them to ride a bike, but I can teach them, uh, what kind of heart to have and what kind of values to have. So to the degree uh, that you feel very, very blessed to the degree that you feel comfortable sharing this part if we can trace back a little bit and explain your journey to recovery um yeah uh the first i can remember the first three days when the nurses uh pt people were telling me uh that i had to um you know i had to stand up and they helped me stand up and i was able to stand albeit gripping a bar with my right hand, uh, I was able to stand for 10 seconds. We were all ecstatic. Uh, I can remember using my cell phone and taking selfies of myself because my left side of my face drooped a little bit when I smiled. It didn't go all the way up. And just, you know, making the motion with my, using my right finger to push it up and look at myself in the cell phone and continue to make it make it go up because the repetitive repetitive motion enabled me to where I am now, where you, you look at my face and you can't tell. Um, I can remember uh, having challenges chewing food or swallowing food on my left side. Um, I had um, wonderful, the wonderful, God God bless all of them, just wonderful people at uh, both at Catholic Medical Center here and at uh, Spalding Hospital in Boston, where I did my rehab. But the young girl who's phenomenal and full of energy and amazing at what she does walked in the right here i show up in a wheelchair with a catheter and can't move anything and she walks in and says let's let's go we're going we're going for a, we're going for a walk today and i'll be it she, that woman taught me how to walk again mm. and uh and how to go upstairs and how to do things safely and not hurt myself and, you know it's all about you know i i would liken it as they have to me you know being a toddler again you know learning learning how to use and learning fine motor development. There's a wonderful, wonderful woman that I see at Catholic Med- Medical Center now for rehab uh, twice a week, and another one that comes to my home twice a week. 
we go for walks, we do exercises with my leg and and my arm, and uh, we slowly uh, try to put it back together. But every day, every single day is a challenge and a lot more effort than uh, anybody would have ever thought, myself included. But it's a day. It's a day in his presence and a day in our world. So you talk about how do I make that? You talk Go about ahead. a day in his presence and a day in our world. Has this experience and the recovery process reframed how you perceive life and the pace of life? It, it, it has to an extent, right? So I remember the very moment at the rehab center when I wheeled myself after six hours of therapy back into my room and stared at my hospital bed and said, oh my gosh, that's, that's my bed. And uh, I have two choices. I can be bitter and upset that this happened to me, or I can be blessed and happy. And while we all have our moments, and that's one thing that, you know, I would tell anybody is to learn to forgive yourself for your moments as much as others. And um, we all have our moments where we're not perfect. Nobody is. But at the end of the day, I remember saying to myself, there's only as, as loving and as amazing as my wife and family are, and they are, and I'm so fortunate for that. And we have such a wonderful community here that has helped and done so many things for us. Um, at the end of the day, the only person in the world that's going to make me walk again or help me walk again, really do it, is me. And I remember that realization of, you have a choice. You can be bitter and nasty, or you can be blessed and happy and loving to people in the world and and uh, and embrace the Lord and have faith. And that's what I've chosen to do. So every every everything I do and everything uh, I I do for myself, uh, you know, has others on my mind as well as by His grace. And I give all the glory. The Lord could have taken me. And uh, he chose not to. So what, what 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 do I do with my remaining years to be blessed and help others? Um, and um, I've always been on a mission to help others, and and now it's it's a, even just a little bit a little bit more important to make sure every single day in this world I give of myself in some way and and share and love my fellow human beings in whatever way I can. So, in addition to the Fisher Cats, I. Uh, I work with Swim with a Mission, which uh, we support veterans, uh, Navy SEALs, and New Hampshire veterans. And uh, ultimately, and I'll, I'll share a story with you. As, as bad as my story sounds, there are so many people that have had things so much worse. Um, so I'm so lucky. But uh, you know, there were 94 New Hampshire citizens that served in the War on Terror that lost their lives, and there are 800 since then that returned home to safety only to find the mental torture and result in, in their own death, suicide. So I ask that we all pray for the men and women that have served and given up their lives or fought for us uh, or that serve in the hospitals and the doctors and nurses because they're in the police and the fire. They're all putting their lives on the line for the betterment of others. And there is no greater sacrifice or act. And, um, you know, they just, they just deserve so much love and grace for the, what they choose to do with their lives every day. 
and you and your team are supporting the with swim with a mission you're supporting standing with these families these service men and women at a critical time it, it, the the loneliness the darkness these are things that very few can relate with having come back from war you have experienced your own battles rick brenner and even periods of darkness where the lord has brought you through let's talk a little bit more and i do want to come back to something that somebody one of your therapists said to you when we come back from our break when you heard the words you're going to walk today i want to know what that what that brings up what that means to rick brenner the 2018 season for the New Hampshire Fisher Cats resulted in a third Eastern League title led by manager Joe Schneider. Fisher Cats with an all-star team. We'll talk more about them when we come back. Stay with us. Wandering the road of desperate life Famously beneath the barren sky Leave it to me Hi, this is Danny Yamashiro. In what way have you seen God work powerfully in your life? Do you have a story to share about God's provision and deliverance? Have you experienced God's healing? Do you have a testimony that will encourage others? 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. I want to share your story on our radio podcast. Please visit drdanny.live and share your Jesus story by clicking on the link at the top left of the home page. If you'd like to share your testimony in the form of a letter, send your correspondence to Formation Institute, P.O. Box 381-222, Cambridge, Massachusetts, 02238. That's Formation Institute, P.O. Box 381-222, Cambridge, Massachusetts, 02238. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience The Good Life today. Well, the seasons continue as a life often does. The 2018 season resulted in a third Eastern League title for the New Hampshire Fisher Cats, led by manager Joe Schneider. The Fisher Cats roster included future MLB All-Stars Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Bo Bichette, Kevin Biggio, Santiago Espinal, and Jordan Romano. But that's not all the New Hampshire Fisher Cats have done. Even now in, the, in 2023, the Fisher Cats are most proud of the impact on the people of New Hampshire, like Swim with a Mission serving the Navy SEALs and family members, people in harm's way. And often it comes in dark places. You're listening to the Good Life Radio Show. I'm here with Rick Brenner. He's the managing member and CEO. Recently, just less than six months ago, 
experienced a severe stroke and he's on the mend on the way back. When you listen to him, you'll hear the strength and clarity of his voice. It speaks of God's grace and God's power. Rick, during this time, as you recovered, did you experience some dark moments? I'm glad you asked that, sir. Thank you. Yes, I had uh, extreme, I actually, uh, two moments I can really speak of. I I felt that, if I get a little emotional, I'm sorry, but I felt that uh, my wife is so wonderful. As for my children, I really just did not want to be a, a burden to them in any way. And sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Take your time. Take your time, Rick. I actually told my wife to take everything in the kids and leave. What did she say? How did you make it through together as a family? She said no. And in my heart, I knew she'd say no. But I knew. I knew I did not want to put her through the pain of this. Nor did I want my children either to face, to face this with their father. They're only, you know, 119, 11 and 10. I just want them to be kids. And they've all done, the way they've reacted is to do so much, so much for me. I can't even imagine. And I, I know when my, when my father died and he needed help with things and he would apologize to me and tell me I shouldn't be doing these things. And I would just tell him it was another place of our love, another place in our relationship, and it was okay. And I know that's how they feel too. And so while, while it was a dark moment and I, I didn't want to burden them, it was also a, you know, a, a real joy to see how they reacted and how, what wonderful people they've been for me and are. I love them so much. I'm lost, lost without them. And uh, the thought of making their lives harder or more difficult because of me is is just awful. And the other thing that happened at, at Spalding, I was laying in my bed and feeling sorry for myself, which we all do. And uh, the doctor walked in and asked me to sit up. And my, my arm, my left arm got, was completely had no motion at all at that time was got tangled in the blankets as I sat up and I kind of, kind of jokingly looked at him and said, Hey doc, when are we cutting this thing off? And he said, what do you mean cutting it off? You're going to need that. And I said, well, if it's in the way, we just get rid of it. Right. And, um, he said, absolutely not. You'll, you'll, you'll get it back. And sure enough, I have some pain, but I have it back. And I still live in, in not an overly nice, but certainly a very nice home with my loving and wonderful family and just feel so blessed to have 
so many wonderful people in my life. But yeah, there was a point where it was, it was just, you know, kind of in my own pity party, trying to tell them to, you know, tell my wife, take the kids, take the money, take the house, just go, you can have it all. Um, and I, you know, I'd like to sit here and say it's because I had the confidence I could rebuild, but it's not, it's, it's because I felt I was so worthless that, as as paralyzed as I was that I couldn't provide or do for her or do the things for her that was my part of the marriage. And, um, and I didn't think that was fair. And I didn't want to be that burden. And I spent a lot of time with a wonderful woman that was the chaplain of the hospital and uh, crying and talking and praying and came around to the point and realizing all the, the value I can, I can't, no, I can't, can I mow the lawn? No, I can't mow the lawn. But I can teach my kids why it's important to, to learn to mow your lawn. And um, so that's, you know, the, the route I have, I have to take uh, is find different ways to contribute to their lives and different things to, to give them along the way. And um, it's not perfect by any means, but it's, it's, it's where, it's where we are. Right. So right. like I said before, ha- have, have faith Danny in that road. Mm-hmm. turn your headlights on and drive as fast as you can. So that's life. Someone listening today, Rick may, may be entering into a dark place. Someone else may be in that place already. Someone might be contemplating, you know, how to, how to come out of it because someone is giving them a glimmer of hope. Maybe it's you as they hear you today. In fact, I, I, I just have this, the sense that by God's grace, someone is listening today and they're completely unexpected. But here you are sharing from your heart, your story, and there's a glimmer of hope. A word more directly to someone feeling very, very hopeless right now. Encourage that dear person. You can say things in a unique way because of what you've been through share yeah it really is it's it you know as as simple as this may sound it really is simple look look at your life and focus on your blessings and the things you love and the people you can help and remember those things and do those things every day and it'll come back to you and if you can't walk you might walk someday um I never thought I'd feel grass under my feet again, and I, I feel them. And I'm, I'm not sure I'll ever go swimming again, but I bet I'll try, and I bet I'll swim in the way that I swim, and that's okay. Uh, and that's really one of the biggest things to tell everybody is we're all okay. You just have to believe in yourself and believe in things enough to accept who you are for what you are and what you can give and what you can experience. Uh, and I, what I will say to others too, is if you're listening and you're interested and you want to share your story or talk to somebody about their, their story, reach out to people. Uh, there's support groups, there's phenomenal counseling and things that I went through and don't, don't be ashamed or too proud to ask somebody for help. Just ask for it. And, uh, in fact, if you want to talk to me sometime or somehow just contact Danny and he knows how to get a hold of me and. I'd be more than happy to have a conversation with anybody. Yes. Um, and uh, at the end of the day, we're all on our journeys. And what I found, really found, 
was there are so many people in such worse condition than me. As bad as this was, as horrible as it was, uh, there are that you're, you know, I'm really not that bad. It's okay. I am who I am and I love who I love and I have faith in the Lord and I'll continue to live my life in his words. And, and one of the best things that I have is the, the, the stadium and the ability to use leverage that asset of the team and the stadium to impact the lives of so many. And I feel so fortunate and blessed. And I think if, if as all of us as human beings, no matter how dark it is, if we search within ourselves and find the things that are blessings or things that we can do, uh, it just becomes a lot easier to get through the dark. And, um, and we all, ha- we all have those places, no matter how buttoned up somebody appears on the outside, they have their struggles too. And, um, we all can find we all can find our way through it if if we try. Mm. So don't get don't don't give up on yourself. Even if everybody else has, don't give up on yourself. And believe in your strength and the strength of the Lord. Yes. And you'll you'll be fine. That is a a, a powerful and timely timely word. Rick, thank you so much for sharing that. There, there I we, we we'll come back to talk more about it. I also want to spend a little time talking more about, you know, you talked about swim with a mission. You talked about CMC, the Catholic medical center, but other work that is being done as, and, and all within the, the context of helping to facilitate the dreams of athletes, the dreams of coaches, the players, the staff, the entire New Hampshire Fisher cats, family, the fans, the millions of lives that are being impacted because of what God has given you and placed before you and the, the team of owners that work with you and, and serve with you. You're listening to Rick Brenner. Rick is the managing member and CEO of the New Hampshire Fisher Cats, is a double A affiliate of the Toronto Blue Jays. When we come back, more from Rick, hey, this is a heart-to-heart time. You know, we just never know how God is going to move, how God is going to encourage. And the way that God is working in Rick Brenner's life is, a, is an example, really, of the things that God can and perhaps will do in your life, dear friend. Hope is up through Christ. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Wandering the road of desperate life Famously beneath the barren sky Leave it to me, I'll lead you home Hi, this is Danny Yamashiro. A woman in Boston recently told me, I listen to your program every day and was inspired by the man who became an NFL quarterback. A person in Orlando said, I heard your podcast of the man who came to God during the Jesus movement. Another friend said, That pastor who gave one of his organs to a boy without ever meeting the child touched me about Jesus' love. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is made possible through financial partners. Would you consider sending a gift to keep our program going? Podcasts have been downloaded in 49 states and 35 nations in the last six months. Please help us expand our reach. 
go to drdanny.live and click support this media ministry. That's drdanny.live and click support this media ministry. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience the good life today. The New, the New Hampshire Fisher Cats, the AA affiliate of the Toronto Blue Jays, have been recognized by parenting New Hampshire magazines as New Hampshire's favorite sporting event for families. We have the managing member and CEO Rick Brenner joining us today. Find out more about the New Hampshire Fisher Cats, milb.com forward slash new dash Hampshire. The work that is being done for the community. Rick Brenner, when you think about the Granite State and the residents there, what do you feel? I feel really blessed to have these type of people as my neighbors. Um, so friendly, so outgoing, so welcoming, and um, in all walks of life, so giving and heartfelt, just wonderful people at their core. You talked about Swim with a Mission. What other work, charitable work, is... Uh, is the team and the organization helping with? Well, we have uh, established the former owner. Uh, current, he's a current partner, but former sole owner, I should say. Um, founded and funded uh, from his own pocket a foundation that's done close to. I think it, I, I don't know the exact number, but the number four point three million comes to the top of my mind, if not more in goods, services, and donations to the community. So I feel fortunate because when I started my career in New Jersey, uh, there was a gentleman there, Sam Plumeri, who, rest his soul, is no longer with us, but his sons are, um, who I remember saying to all of us, it was my first year, that we were going to leverage that asset and that he grew up on the streets of Trent, New Jersey, and we were going to find every way we could to give back to the community. And, uh, and that, that, that baseball fans would find a team of this level in this area. And, well, we had to facilitate that and make that good for them. That we could do well as a business if we did good for the community. And mm-hmm. uh, that's stuck with me and has been a, a driving force for, the, for over 30 years now. Everywhere I've gone, when I had a brief stint in, in in NASCAR for a while as a track president there, and one of my first initiatives was to put church in every campground on Sundays, and we had people finding Christ at a uh, church service in, in at a NASCAR race. So um, it's amazing when you extend what you can give, what you get back, and what you create. And I'm so proud of the. Fisher Cat Foundation and the organization because our it really is what we're trying to do. Uh, last year we got a call from a local restaurant tour, uh, the Common Man, 
and he was willing to put up a million dollars of his own money to help the men and women in Ukraine for rebuilding. But he was challenging the state to match it. And uh, we jumped on board and, and met with that group and hosted a Ukraine relief night uh, for the citizens of Ukraine and were able to uh, generously uh, donate exposure and and 50% uh, of the proceeds from the game. We have another one this year we're doing again. And they have, as an organization, they have far surpassed the, the million-dollar target and um, very proud of them and proud to be in a community that has people like that. Uh, another fine example is uh, Captain Steve DeRusso of our Manchester Fire Department. If you, if you look back, it was about a, yeah, a little over a year ago now where he actually, to save his own life, he had to jump out of a burning building, um, and uh, he got hung up on a ladder. And they, his his men and women of of the fire department pushed the ladder over, the uh, you know, second story ladder over, to save his life. And uh, by the grace of God, he's come through, and by his faith and hard work, he's come through his ordeal. And I reached out to him because I I know our our sons know each other, two of our sons, and. I said, Steve, you know, love your bravery and love what you do. And we, we, we want to support you. How can we help you? And his first response, and this is the, this is the, this is the type of people, Dr. Danny, that I think I'm talking about. His first response was don't help me help, help other men and women throughout the state. And, uh, we established a, a portion of our, 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 um, Fisher Cat foundation to hold funds. And we partnered with, uh, the police department, the EMTs, and the fire department, and um, the first responders of our whole state have an opportunity to let these men and women know what 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 they're going through in their life and why they need help, and then they bring it to us, and uh, our board votes, and we offer direct funds to families of men and women that are first responders in our in our state in our state. And uh, our our pledge back to them is it's not a it's not a public donation it's it's just simply passing out some some funds to people that serve us and serving them for once, and um, I think that's the, the real joy of this business is at, at the end of the day it's it's you know um, I, in my view anyway it's servant leadership at its best where facilitating to your point these young men trying to have everything they need and chase their chase a career in professional baseball which is incredibly difficult and these guys do an awful lot to get there um the coaches same thing the fan the fans uh and uh honestly you know everybody that works in our office we want to see them grow and sometimes that means that they've outgrown us and that's okay then it's our turn to help uh, but at the end of the day, what we want to do is is facilitate and help everybody grow um, and and live their best lives. And it really is a, a privilege to get up and do that. And one of the views we have, even from our fans standpoint, right, because it's not, it's not as direct, really is let's create an environment for people where they can come and forget about what they're carrying in their life and just enjoy themselves. Mm. And um there's a real power in that. I, I, I have felt it personally uh, when I was in Trenton with the Thunder. My father was battling cancer at the time, and my parents would come to the games and put away the chemo treatments and the, the problems and the hassles associated with, with the medical 
administration and uh, or they would thank a nice nurse or a nice doctor with an opportunity to come to a game. And and I I am personally experiencing it myself right now where, um, you know, we've been open now for a week and I can sit there and forget about life's worries and life's problems and just have a nice night out with my son, my son who loves the, loves the game and loves to be around it and, and do, do so in the community that we have the privilege from where we are and the opportunity to help and mm-hmm. to be surrounded by so many people in this community that would do the same. The, the, the one thing when you go through something tragic like this is you find out really what kind of community you're in and, and the people from delivering meals to people helping us financially a little bit with some of the bills uh, to, you know, a couple guys I volunteer with and, and we coach youth hockey came over and built, they actually built a shower in my, a nice shower in my downstairs bathroom. So I didn't have to, you know, haul myself upstairs to shower. Another really good, wonderful man, friend of mine uh, came over and put in guard, you know, put in uh, handrails and things all over so I could get around, get around. Um, so, you know, just to be around people of this nature, just amazing just amazing it's a it's a privilege to be able to to touch their lives in any way we can as well rick i'd like to do two things i'd like to ask if you would let's do it together let's pray but if you would pray for a person who's who you spoke to just a few moments ago who may be in that really tough time but pray a prayer for that dear one and uh, I, I can just sense a great deal of thanksgiving, <clears throat> gratitude in your heart. So if you would just be open to praying, would, would you do that? Just a short prayer. And then I'll, I want to pray for you and for the New Hampshire Fisher Cats as we close our show today. Could we do that together? Sir, certainly, sir. I'd be honored. Thank you. Please. Okay, thank you. Heavenly Father, thank you for the the blessings the many, 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 many blessings that you have bestowed upon me for the gift of life, the gift of love, the gift of friendship, the gift of laughter, the gift of being able to be in a position to help others in their time of need. Please allow your love and your generosity to continue to flow through my veins into the veins of others and let it spread as a positive, uplifting part of this world. And Stand, Lord, as you do with all of us, no matter how we behave. Please stand with those in need, those that have struggled, and those that are struggling, and help lift them up and find their way back. And in your name, I give thanks and prayer. Amen. 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 And Father, I continue to lift up Rick Brenner and pray for continued restoration and healing. He's living a a kind of resurrected life, as it were. And I pray that his strength and his, all his muscles and bones and all the coordination that you restore him. And as he does, as you do, that he would continue to be a blessing to so many. You've enlarged his vision in this world for people. He's been a man who has loved others, cared for others, loved you and known your love, but may that spread all the more, even more, throughout New Hampshire, throughout New England, and beyond. Bless him, bless his wife, 
bless his children, bless his, his ownership team, his staff, and his players, the coaches, and all the New Hampshire Fisher Cats family, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Rick Burner, Amen. thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, sir. I greatly appreciate it. Hope-filled words from Rick Brenner, milb.com forward slash new dash Hampshire. God's timing is perfect, and there's no better time than right now to share the love of Jesus with someone near you. If you haven't done so, I think this is the perfect moment to open your heart to Jesus. Go to drdanny.live for next steps. Find resources to reach family and friends. Subscribe on Apple or Spotify. Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. It's always a blessing to be with you. Thank you to Rick Brenner, milb.com forward slash new dot Hampshire. Until next time, along with my producer, Brian Torres, social media director, Luke Yamashiro, guest coordinator, Jan Yi, and board operator, Joseph Valdivieso. I'm Danny Yamashiro. Remember, the Lord is with you as you share the love of Jesus with someone today. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of The Good Life with Dr. Danny. We hope that today's program has been a blessing for you and that you may find hope in hearing how God's Word affects people from all walks of life. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is a listener-supported program, and we'd like for you to prayerfully consider becoming a sponsor or donor. To contact Dr. Danny and learn more about the ministry, visit drdanny.live. That's drdanny.live. Be sure to tune in weekdays at 6 p.m. to hear The Good Life with Dr. Danny. Until next time, may God richly bless you with The Good Life.